Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up? We're back, baby. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. I was letting it, you know, sometimes it buffers when we start. So I was giving it a little judge at the beginning, but we're back. It's National Signing Day. Joshua Fisher, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crider, Alex, Tossman, the Rockdisopolis is on an aeroplane back to Texas. So he will be in the motherland very shortly. National signing period, the early period, obviously February still rolls around. That's another period where guys could sign and they could obviously sign and commit throughout. But Really massive day for us. There were some rumblings last night that Ryan Wingo would be gone and heading back to Mizzou, which is or heading to Mizzou, his hometown team. But we woke up this morning. He didn't. He was still asleep. His father said he's still sleeping. And when he woke up, he he rise and sign, baby. Instead of rise and shine, we got a little rise and sign out of Ryan Wingo, which was massive. And you know what? My thought process in this was I would have understood if he went to Mizzou. I would have gotten it. Like they have Luther Burden this year, who was a top recruit. And it's a hometown team too. Hometown team, and they're the, Mizzou had a great year. Luther Burden had a great year in that system, so I would have understood. And they've had a really good recruiting year too. And the transfer portal, they just picked up a big guy from o, the big lineman from OU. So th- they've been on top of it, especially in the transfer portal. Mizzou and, and Eli Drinkowitz has done a really nice job in reviving the, o, the Mizzou program. So I would have gotten it if Ryan Wingo, you know, flipped his commitment, but. Nonetheless, we nab him. We nab Brandon Baker, who hadn't signed yet, an offensive tackle from California. And not only are those two massive recruits that can really come in and play right away or and, and contribute right away, hopefully. Hopefully, Wingo a bit more than Baker, who we have a good offensive line. But again, like, you know, the best player plays in Sark's system. But it's great to see that not only are we doing great in our backyard, great in the transfer portal, but we're doing great nationwide. Like you said, Nick, Ryan Wingo, his hometown team is Mizzou. He's from St. Louis. Brandon Baker's from California. These are guys that are not Texas-grown dudes, but yet Sark and co. are able to go out and not just get the best players in Texas, but the best players in the nation. Yeah, yeah. like Amari Winston in the 2024 class at tight end. Mm-hmm. He's from Calhoun, Georgia. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, you want to be that type of program that can recruit from any part of the country. Um, but yeah, on Ryan Wingo, pretty funny this morning, you know, the report saying his father said he's just still sleeping a well-deserved night's rest, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Think about. I mean, it's a big, it's a really, it's probably the biggest decision that he's ever made in his life, you know, at a young age, mm-hmm. you know, only being a high school senior. Um, it's a huge decision, you know, at the end of the day, like you're deciding where you want to play, you know, where you want to go to college for the next three years and where you want to earn your money, where you want to potentially grow your stock to get to the next level. Absolutely. So it's a huge decision to make and, you know, he deserves that night of rest, but um, ultimately it fell in our favor, which is nice. Um, the only thing that I was concerned about was that like, obviously we're going after so many wide receivers. Uh, Matthew Golden had committed, you know, we have John say we have um, Dontre Moore, we have um, Ryan Niblett already. You know, there's rumors that we're going after Evan Stewart still in the transfer portal. So, you know, it does worry me a little bit sometimes when guys see other guys come in, but we say it all the time, best player plays. And obviously there's room sometimes that get filled up that, you know, you look at Bama when they had rugs, Judy, Devonte Smith, you know, they just turn guys out. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, if we, we run 
three wide receivers in a set or or if we do spread and we run four wide receivers in a set like only four guys play only three guys play so um you know i i, I do want to continue to see us get these high level recruits but you know i don't i don't want us to get overly greedy you know what i mean and, and our, dip our hands in too many different pools and scare people off sure i mean again like that's what happens like if you overcommit and you get a lot of guys, then guys start decommitting and start transferring. And you set that cycle into your Look, guys are always going to leave. Guys are always going to transfer. Guys are yeah. always going to decommit and flip. We lost Aaron Hampton, who was an athlete. He's been committed to us since August. He flipped from us, four-star guy, to Alabama. That could happen. But you don't want to set that precedent. You know, you you look across the board, you don't want a day like Florida had. I don't think we'll have one of those, knock on wood, going down in the future. Florida lost all their guys, and they might lose DJ Lagway, who's the top guy they had quarterback. He's oh, yeah. from Texas, yeah, but he could be going to USC. Lynn Kippen, uh, Lincoln, 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 Lincoln Riley is recruiting his ass off to get him over there, especially after losing Malachi Nelson, former five-star top recruit in the transfer portal. So they had a really tough day, and you saw other guys, you know, like A and M had, like they had that sick recruiting class, but they couldn't put together wins. And we've seen people comment on our stuff the past couple of days on Texas Sports Unfiltered, our third day there. Shout out to you guys. Happy to be here. One of the things that people have been commenting on our videos, winning cures all, and it's just the long and short of it. If you win, it cures all. You could have the best recruiting class in the world, but if you don't put it together on the field, it does not matter. Nope. So I think Sar continuing to put it together on the field. Our buddy Toss was not here, and I would love for him to kind of defend himself maybe. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but he in our group text, he was talking about wanting bigger bodies like on the offensive side of the football in the skill position area to bring in, especially if we, we're going to lose Jay Witt, if we lose AD, if we lose Sanders. But at the same time, I think maybe you agree with me, Nick. Sark is going to scheme to our players, and he's going to work to our players. And it wouldn't surprise – like let's say best-case scenario, we lose Quinn too next year to the draft because we win the national championship. If Archer's under center and we have Brooks back and we have Baxter there, we could be a run-first team. Our offense could look completely different than it did this year. Yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, you look at programs, and I know this is, like, the cream of the crop, but when when I mentioned Bama had rugs, Judy and Smith, yeah. they're not big guys. You know, I think Judy's probably the tallest guy on, on, like, the three of those guys, and, what, is he barely six foot one, maybe? So, I mean, I think in college, like, skill always beats out size. When you get to the pros, like, size definitely matters a little bit more. You know, those guys all did get drafted in the first round, but at the end of the day, you know, you want you want uh, the most skilled position um, possible. You know, at wide receiver, you want the fastest guy. You got you want the guys that create the most separation. You want the guys who have good hands and are reliable. And all the guys that we've gone after so far, speed, lots of speed, great route running, great hands. Yeah. And with Sark's offense, you know, you can just open them up, out, you know, over the top. Because let's be honest, like college college secondary players are nowhere near as talented as NFL secondary players. That's why it's so easy to miss in the draft on cornerbacks. You know, how many times have we seen NFL draft picks become busts at corner in the first round? I mean, yeah. I think that's probably the second most busted position besides quarterback, right? Mm. It's, I mean, we say it all the time. It's probably the hardest position to play in the NFL is covering wide receivers. So, you know, these corners and these safeties that are in college football, that aren't as necessarily gifted as our wide receivers who are going first round, second round, you know, it, you can just beat them with speed. You can beat them with just getting open. Yeah. And so I, I don't mind us, you know, going after the the smaller guys and the more shifty guys. I mean, golden is like your perfect example right there. I mean, we talk about how the biggest weakness of our team this year was our secondary and he scored two touchdowns on us. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, quotations weakness because we still love our secondary. Um, and, you know, we could debate size versus skill to the cows come home, but any level of football, what's the one rule? Sk- speed kills. Yeah. And that's it. Like you go, yeah, who's no. the best player in the, t- who's the best receiver in the NFL right now? Tyreek Hill, Cheetah, fastest five, guy in the league. Five, nine, five, yeah. ten, like how big is he? Like not. And, I, and I also think that just like the way that the game is played has changed a little bit as well in sure. terms of how they, um, because I, I'm sure like back in the day, you know, the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, they, they get oohed and odd and, and yeah. they look at these big framed wide receivers and they're like, Oh yeah, I want that guy go up and get him. And then, you know, Tyreek Hill would not have probably gotten consideration. They probably would have thought, okay, you're at best a punt returner. You know, Barry Sanders was ahead of his time being, you know, so small that he was at running back. And then, you know, we start seeing guys open up the door a little bit more. Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. Like, those aren't huge guys. I mean, McCaffrey is pretty stacked. But at the end of the day, like, they're they're short guys. And so I think the way that the game is played, just kind of how coverages are are aligned nowadays and and how you can also – figure out ways to open up your offense rather than just going deep like Randy Moss and, and Megatron. Um, but yeah, it's a really successful day. You know, when, when you see almost every single player in your class has signed and then is, is expected to be an early enrollee next year. As I mentioned yesterday, those spring football days are so important for a team to glue together, to mesh together for you to figure out who your guys are for next year. Who's going to take the steps forward to be in the starting position rotation. And I mean, I, I guarantee you we're probably going to have like at least four, five, maybe six freshmen start next year. Uh, I don't hate that. It's completely plausible. Yeah, but to me, like who are the freshmen that have started in recent memory, though? Anthony Hill has been productive, Malik Muhammad. Those are two guys we've been singing their praises all year. I mean, Ethan, uh, he's a sophomore, but okay, underclassmen, yeah. But how about – Bijan played as a freshman. Xavier Worthy had arguably his Baxter. best year. Baxter. Yeah, Worthy had arguably his best year as a freshman. So, like, you know, and I know and I know Quinn was a redshirt freshman, but he was still a freshman last year. And then and then we Banks played as a freshman. It was great. Yeah. So, like, you know, we'll return four out of five guys in the offensive line, presumably next year, which heading to the SEC is exactly what you want. And that was one of our strongest positions this year. But a guy like Brandon Baker. You know, he could replace Christian Jones. He could slot in at right tackle. It's perfectly plausible. 100%. And that'd be that'd be awesome, especially heading to the SEC with, you know, the big boys that they got in the trenches. Um, recruiting's not over, though. At the end of the day, we still have guys that we want to go after in the transfer portal. Trey Moore, you know, any day now, I feel like he can sign with us, the edge out of UTSA. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Evan Stewart recently put his name in the in the portal. Probably the worst kept secret that was happening at A and M. Sure, I mean, poor A and M. They're losing people left and right, and I, you know, I know their little brother, but it, it is sad to see them kind of lose everyone left and right. You know, to our to our, uh, you know, dismay. But uh, Terry Bussey's a guy that I think we can keep an eye on. I think you know we mentioned we lost Hampton, but Bussey's another athlete. He is not a transfer, but he is a, a twenty twenty four. Um, recruit right now who's an athlete five-star that's committed to AM, but he's planning on signing in February. So we've got plenty of time to sway him over here. And I'm just going to read you his stats really quickly because it is mind boggling. So as a quarterback in 2022, he threw for uh, 2,100 yards and 26 touchdowns, 64% completion percentage, not bad, but he also rushed for 20 
almost 2,600 yards for 46 touchdowns. He averaged 14, <laughs> 14 yards per carry. <laughs> and then he also lined up on defense to, to add the cherry on top where he tallied 115 tackles and five interceptions with four of them being touchdowns. So this is Mr. Do-It-All. Uh, you know, you had mentioned that he draws comparisons to Travis Hunter on Colorado. And honestly, like if you bring this guy over, like, why not let him, you know, do it on both sides of the ball, you know, here and there. He doesn't have to start, you know, both Miles Jack. Sides, but yeah, exactly. Miles Jack did it for UCLA. Um, but like they draw comparisons, you know, on three has his comparison to Trent McDuffie on the Chiefs out of Washington. Um, because they're both uh you know, dual side athletes, but, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, I think guys like this end up transitioning to cornerback pretty well, just because as I mentioned, it's the hardest position to play and you want the best athletes out there, but if he's firing the end zone as much as he does. I mean, it's, it's, I'd be hard pressed not to put him in our offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, like, and that's a guy that he's probably going to sign in February. He's a hard commit to AM. And we, I say this to you guys all the time on air, off there. Like I feel bad for AM, but at the end of the day, Outside of Texas, the state of Texas, AM is not as relevant as people think. They just are not. Like they are tech, they are a Texas relevant team. Outside of Texas, they're not that relevant of a team other than Johnny yeah. Manziel. Like well, I didn't like growing up on Long Island, like I have no like outside of Manziel and a couple of the guys, like Von Miller and Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett, by the time I got to school, like outside of that, like I have no real like AM. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, I thought, yeah, you have to give the people context who don't know, like for myself and for toss and for Quan, you know, we all grow up in Texas. And so 100%. like when you're going up in high school and elementary school, um, you know, like the teams that are in front of you all the time are the university of Texas, A&M, Texas tech, Baylor, even Texas state for some people in the central Texas area. Um, and for someone like you or, or people who grew up in California or, or Florida or wherever, like A&M really isn't relevant. Um, they've become a little more relevant in recent years as they moved on to the SEC, especially in the Southeast region for all like the, the kids in Louisiana, Florida, Alabama, as I mentioned. But to someone in New York, like, you know, AM for you is just Johnny Manziel, right? Like, he's that's it. No, that really is it. Like, it's not like growing up in the, in the real quick in the Northeast, like Texas is a team. Like, you know, when we talk about, like, I knew who Quan was, like, I know who that is. And, 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 you know, and we love Q, but Q's not like a first, he's not Von Miller, you know, we know who, I know who he is because Texas right. is such a relevant program. He's one of the better players on the team. But also you mentioned winning cures all and winning that national championship with Vince sure. Young, you know, the 506 national championship, like helps you as, you know, 11 year old kid, 12 year old kid, Say okay, yeah. I, I know Texas. I know I know these players. Like I want well, you know LSU. You. you know, like I knew who Matt Flynn was before. Like, and he wasn't like a world beater in the NFL. Did it with like Chris Leak didn't even make the NFL. Like Jason White doesn't even make the NFL, but he's a Heisman winner. And like he, you know, and you you know who Oklahoma is. Like you didn't know who A and M was. You know, so I think yeah, it, it, it's sad to see this happen. But as somebody who's not as beholden to the Texas A and M and didn't grow up hearing that, you know, the Aggies being uttered every other every other sentence by some of their friends like yeah i'm like okay like fine like i get why yeah. people aren't don't want to go there <laughs> they don't win and it's not cool <laughs> yeah it's lame like it's really i didn't even know about the 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 yell or whatever yeah, they I do know. yeah, yeah no, it's a cult you know we all know that yeah um cult <laughs> uh yeah man but it's a really really successful day for sark and the boys um and keep it rolling we got we got another uh 2025 recruit too so it's we're not stopping here i mean 
I know that we're we're looking at the 2024 season, and and I know that we're always looking to get transfers in here, but we can't forget about the other the other uh, classes as well. We just got a big boy, Brandon Brown, D lineman out of uh, Melbourne, Florida. So you know, keep on building Florida, those trenches. Baby. We already mentioned we had uh, Imari Winston out of Georgia, and then you know to round out the class, he committed in June. But KJ Lacey is a quarterback out of Bama, uh, yes, Sarah Land, Alabama. So. And they're all rated right now as four stars, but as we've seen in years prior, and we, as we've seen how this recruiting goes, like guys can jump and fall, you know, depending on their development. On yeah, how they, they play. have to play um, their senior year. They're still growing. I mean, like as men, like these are seventeen-year-old, sixteen-year-old kids. Like they, they might add a couple inches in size. Like right now, Imari Winston's listed at six-three, and he's heading into his. Uh, he's he's a junior right now. So like, if you had like let's say an inch or two, like it's a six six five tight end coming in, I think he might jump up a star. Hundred percent. Um, and then I will say this. Um, last last thing I'll say is this: I'm happy that we did so well today and did so well this recruiting cycle. I'm glad though that today is the the end of it, like for the signing period, and we can now move. Sark can. Lock in on Washington for better or for worse. Like we haven't heard or seen much of Washington in the recruiting outside of like Will Rod- Will Rogers. <laughs> so mean, like, but I think that's to be expected. Like Washington doesn't recruit like Texas does. You don't see yeah. Washington in the top you know ten every year in recruiting cycles. So it is what it is. I I do think we're still focused. I mean, obviously we don't see what's oh, behind sure. closed doors on like what the team is preparing for. But like our active players on the roster right now don't like they're not involved in the recruiting game besides you know arch has been vocal like there's been guys who've been vocal but their mindset is on the game i mean they, they're ultimately we've got seniors we've got juniors who might not be on this team next year they can give two shits about recruiting right now they want to focus on this game in new orleans oh for sure 100 and you know we have all our coaches back even the ones that have moved on to greener for them greener pastures next year so i'm excited that we get to move on from recruiting and get the and get the wheels turning and go try to dominate washington which is perfectly in our wheelhouse but again like we can't say it enough really great execution start to finish on and off the field by sark and co like and you know, winning cures all not just in football, but we saw women's volleyball again. Shout out to them. Women's and men's diving and swimming, killing it. Men's men's basketball is the lowest ranked team right now behind golf at 14. Men's basketball is 19. It's like the lowest ranked team we got because football's three. So it, it's pretty magical. Yeah. Love it. Pretty Christmas right. coming early. That it is. Well, I will see you tomorrow with Q, with Toss. Q's jumping back on. Um, we, we won't be going live. But we will have a special guest for you guys, which is very exciting. So, Hook'em Horns, see you guys next time. We out you. We love you. Just a nice little friendly reminder. This show is brought to you by who, Nick? BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag to get 50% off your welcome bonus when you use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline.ag, your ultimate sports book for any type of betting. They've even got a casino. If you want to hit the blackjack table, hit the roulette table, be our guest. BetOnline.ag.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.